Okay, so your friend Jack is stuck on a horse, and he wants to marry his girlfriend, but he doesn't have enough money to afford a wedding. Uh-huh. <laughs> Would oh. you help? Will you help Jackalope <laughs> and Jack off the horse? <laughs> I'm Zach. I'm Riff. I'm Jim. And I'm Kevin. It's time for episode number 201 of Video Games Hot Dog, the podcast. A fresh start. How's it going, guys? It is a fresh start. It's like a like a whole new century. It's like in, in, in 1976 when America decided it was going to have a fresh start after 200 years of bullshit and decided to issue forth its greatest treasure, me. Oh. Who was born I thought you were I mean, gonna three say days after America's quarter. Bicentennial. Oh, the Bicentennial Quarter is cool, too, but only because it reminds me of my existence. Oh, okay. Every time I see one, I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely alive. (laughs) But then every time I see one, I'm like, wow, this thing is old as shit and probably going to just be melted down for scrap soon. Fuck. Like you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's what they do, right? This is one of those, like, hallucinogen realizations. Like, oh, nobody ever really dies. We just have to reclaim the mass. That's where Soylent comes from. Yeah. Man... Why would you name that shit that? Specifically because it's free advertising I, I think it's, in reverse. It's like self-deprecatory, sort of. I have heard nothing good about it from anybody that has actually tried to, to eat it. I tried it. And? It's all right. <laughs> okay. It tastes like uh, pancake batter. I mean, the guy uh, tried nothing but that, right? I mean, I feel like it's a thing where you... <clears throat> Maybe you know people who have it for lunch or whatever. I guess yeah, it's it, possible. It, I got version 1.4, which is the, in the, the the revision where they had cut down on the um, the um, fiber. Okay. So like it stopped making people hemorrhage. Well, it stopped making people fart so much. Okay. Um, but like I was looking at the nutritionist, it's mostly rice. This is like huh. it's mostly rice and soy. This is not like great for you. It's not like mostly soy and lentil, which is always what I assumed that soylent meant. Yeah, no. Oh. Well, I think that that's what it meant in the sci-fi story. Ostensibly. Ostensibly, yes. I think that's what it was intended to be interpreted as. Um hey, and you know, it tastes okay. Like I I I enjoyed drinking what tasted like pancake batter. Okay. And it was certainly easier than like cooking a meal. Okay. There's a lot of meals that you can just assemble. And they're good and like have variety and texture and uh-huh. mouthfeel. And uh-huh. you can even hey, this eat has them. mouthfeel. You can even eat them while you're working. Uh-huh. You could, like, are, are you, have you been eating Lego bricks again? You could eat a ramekin <laughs> of nuts. You could eat a ramekin of nuts. They're nutritious like our ancestors craved and like we now crave roasted and salted in a plastic tub. You know, I, I myself have also started eating a ramekin of nuts for breakfast every day. Wow, nice. Really? Yep. How's that? How's it going? It's pretty good. Well, not just a ramekin of nuts. I do a ramekin of nuts and a thing of uh, blackberries or raspberries. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's pretty so good. That's also nice all your well fiber for the day. Yep, yep. It's a lot of fiber. Couple of Bet you're taking some, couple of some gummy some multivitamins. significant dumps. Well, yeah, they are. Right. Skip them all. I mean, I, I wouldn't like write them turns down out just in kill a you. diary. Don't you write down all your dumps in a diary? Or is that just me? Just the really wait, wait, special. Are you guys not dump diary? pressing your dumps in a diary? Oh. <laughs> oh, man. This diary is a record and also just the, <laughs> the literal the map that, becomes yeah. the territory. Yeah, wow. Man, 
That would be a nasty, nasty territory. How big is the book? Like, it seems like it would rapidly become too thick to close. Well, the book is mostly made of dumps. Yeah. Uh, guy, that was terrible. Why? Because <laughs> I'm thinking about it. Like, I'm thinking about the actual practical concerns. What are the pages made of? Maybe you just... Wax? Maybe you just, like... You get one of those big fo- photo albums with, like... The plastic pages that you slide the mm-hmm. photographs underneath, and yeah, but you, the, you the plastic pages are made of human feces. <laughs> well, well, no, what I was what I was thinking was that you just choose the best square of toilet paper from that dump and uh, preserve like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So you're not like you're. Not, it's not literally the whole thing. The best square. Yeah. Yeah. The most representative. Yes. Which you you'd get by by like using all your senses. <laughs> Because <laughs> you can't just eyeball it, because that's just I, I irresponsible. Think I, would, I think I would just eyeball it. <laughs> Including your butt sense. I think if you were doing this, there's no telling what other things you do, Riff. <laughs> like, it's already a bridge too far. Like, once you're in fucking shit Terabithia, you might as well go whole hog. Ugh. If you go whole hog, there's probably not a lot of fiber. I'm already, I'm already really gross. <laughs> there's the out fiber that the yeah, hog ate. This so much for this new start. Really I I think this new start well, is going to be very welcome representative to episode of the 201. remaining episodes of the podcast. Yeah. Hey, do you guys uh, do you guys have anything that you want to talk about before we get into some listeners' mails? Uh, my cat got diagnosed with feline diabetes. Mm. Oh no. Yeah. So no you, more sugar you have your mice. Cat feline insulin. We know. Yeah. Well, I think it's just the same as human insulin. Okay. It's just insulin, but shaped uh, like cats. But shaped like cats. Yeah. Little gummy cats. Right. <laughs> Twice daily injections of expensive synthetic insulin. Oh, wow. Is it synthetic? It might be synthetic. to a cat that's not even that cool. <laughs> oh. I'm just kidding. He's a cool cat. Do you, uh, yeah, I could I could imagine that really like racking up the <laughs> yeah. the cost of ownership. Yeah, I think the the cost of owning this cat has like quadrupled in the past month. Uh huh. So, because now he's on a special diet and on uh, this, you know, insulin. Which it, it right now we're on the lowest possible dose, and that means that you buy a bunch of medicine and throw a bunch of it away because it expires before you can use it. And so you're like, I'm probably literally throwing away a hundred dollars worth of insulin wow why could you, you can you like you go on craigslist and find someone else who has a diabetic dolls? cat possibly do you so how real do you think the expiration date on it is and well i mean the the actual expiration date is one month in which case we would be throwing away like 250 dollars of it uh, but the like everybody says that you can it will last for three months if you keep it refrigerated so that's that's what we'll probably do. If everybody says three, you could probably get away with five. Uh, and worst case scenario, a cat that you should just euthanize dies as a result is, of it. Man, that is just not acceptable. <sighs> All right. I mean, would have made me sad. You know, it did make me sad when I recently had to euthanize my beloved pet of many years. But it would have made me sadder to waste all of my money going to heroic extents to preserve the life of a thing that literally just thinks that I'm a large cat that happens to be its roommate. (laughs) Doesn't know anything. 
or feel anything or think anything. It definitely feels things. Right? Like, yeah, it's going around feeling like I'm a cat all the time. <laughs> I, I'm a cat. I'm gonna, I'm gonna need this, this I, clothing. I really do wish I knew what animal cognition was, was like, because yeah. it is so hard to not attribute some kind of reasoning to animals when you spend a lot of time with them. I, it's a fascinating field of research. I mean, and I think what's scary about understanding animals is that that humans are also animals. What it reveals about the meaninglessness of human cognition. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. And the the horrors of what consciousness probably is. Yep. Like, uh-huh. mm. Did you read that article yeah. that came out recently about how scary fucking smart it turns out crows are? I've seen a bunch of stuff about that, but not a particular article recently. The, the one I like saw... Like the, where they're recognizing the guy and communicating yeah, with groups of crows. Yeah, if you fuck yeah. with a crow, it will recognize your face and hold a grudge and tell other crows about you. Yeah. I, I was trying to formulate for a while uh, the basis of a website that I thought would be really funny, uh, where you train a bunch of of crows to go, like gather quarters because they're like shiny objects on the, mm-hmm. the ground and you could call it a crow funding website uh-huh. <laughs> they already do that though mm-hmm. like they they like shiny things already yeah well so but like so it should be could, easy but you, you just, just you try to you try to pitch stuff that they'll want and then they bring you quarters yeah yeah there was a guy that invented like a vending machine for crows and trained crows to bring change to this box and put it in the slot and it would deposit out corn for them and there was the girl who, like, a crow would... I don't know if it was a crow, but it was a yeah, bird. Yeah, a crow befriended her and would bring her trinkets in exchange yeah. for food. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I saw a video of a crow going sledding on a roof. Like, on a... It was like... It was like carry like a... It was like a bottle cap, maybe, up to the top of the okay. roof, and then this slide down standing on the bottle cap, <laughs> and then fly it back up to the top again. And then do it again. Yeah. So I guess, like, the crow really likes that, that sensation right there. of flight <laughs> that that sledding gives you. Yeah, that was probably what it was after. <laughs> the raven, was it the ravens in that one park that would just... Oh, that un- had figured un- out how to work zippers. And yeah, so- they, could untie, they could untie knots, they could work zippers, and if you just, and if you had a bag that was just easy to, like, it was, like, too thin, they would just peck through it. Right, and the rats, there were rats, there were crows that could undo zippers, rats that could just chew through ripstop nylon. Yeah. And then <laughs> bears to just, like, eat you Whatever while was the left. crows and yeah. rats. <laughs> so we had, we had, what, Kevlar, Kevlar sacks that you had to, like, tie and then throw into a river and then... <laughs> Suspend both in midair and underwater at the yeah, same time. Like, it was a pain in the ass. <laughs> it, was, it was like, we should maybe just camp somewhere where there are fewer of these threats. Like at the, the same moon. Time. <laughs> yep. Ah, <laughs> uh, you guys, how about some listeners, man? Okay. Sure. Let's do it. Based rights. Hey, guys. I just played Frog Fractions for the first time, and it was so fun, I almost forgot to drive my mom to her appointment. Now I can't stop bugging my friends about it. Also, I'm just going to suggest assigning Honey Pop. What's Honey Pop? Oh, I think I know this. Um, is it spelled H-U-N-I-E? Yes. Yeah, that's a sort of a dating sim match three thing. Huh. Um, one thing that I read about it is that the version you can buy on Steam is sort of like 
rated T, but the version you can't buy on Steam is sort of rated, is not rated, so it's got actual sex scenes in it. I don't think it would be a good match for the assignment, from what I know. Hmm. Well, I'm sure your new fan will be disappointed to be shot down by you. <laughs> yeah, well, thanks for nearly missing your mom's appointment. <laughs> Conrad says, Dear Dogs, speaking of oldish games, Paper Mario The Thousand Year Door. The game is absolutely brimming with character. There's a murder mystery on a train. Kevin would find the fight super boring. Ideal. <laughs> I've def I mean, Riff accidentally yeah, I, played The I Thousand Year Door when we were supposed to play Paper Mario oh. as an assignment. Um, that was, I, that was awesome that you were just baffled for the first, like, 15 minutes of our conversation. Yeah. Like, this is, I don't... I don't know what you guys did. This I, is not I what I saw. I downloaded the thing that said Paper Mario on it. It had a subtitle. I, did yours not have a subtitle? <laughs> uh, did you Did you play it in Dolphin? Uh, I don't remember what I played it in. Yeah. Uh, the thing that I heard about Thousand Year Door that I thought was really cool was that every once in a while, Luigi would show up and, mm. and tell you stories that were paralleling the ridiculous things yes. that you did. His, but, his own crazy adventure that you never get to see. I always kind of right, hoped right. they would make a game of that because it sounded really cool. <laughs> right, right. Do you remember any good stuff from that? I don't remember any details, no. Right. Is the Thousand Year Door a door that one opens once every thousand years? <sighs> Maybe? I believe so. I don't remember. Yeah. I think your antagonist it, in that was like some weird geometry wizard kind of guy, right? Or am I thinking of Super Paper Mario? <sighs> I think you might be thinking of the Wii one, which I don't remember if that it, was. It might be a door that's door been not. covered in charcoal and buried for a thousand years. Right. Okay. Like a like those thousand year eggs. Right. <laughs> they don't really bury those for a thousand years, do they? That doesn't seem like it would work. Uh, uh, if they did, then I don't think it's. I don't think any are ready yet. Ludifisk. I feel like there were Chinese people more than a thousand years ago. Yeah, but they wouldn't have invented something that cool back then. Yeah. Eggs hadn't been invented yet. They had yeah. nothing but time. That they There's, were too busy you, shooting fireworks everywhere. What are you doing all day? Inventing gunpowder, yeah. and math, printing press. The always north pointing <laughs> cart. <laughs> the, I was trying to think of what that was called. <laughs> Dang it! <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> it really kind of does what it says on the tin. Yeah, cart? basically. Like a is it is it magnetized and floating in a pool? No, of water? it's just mechanical. Uh, it's just a mechanic. Like you could fuck it up by picking it up, like having some dudes pick it up and rotate it around. It's just it's mechanical and just has a thing that always points north, a thing that just like stays in a fixed position. Okay. When you turn it. Okay. Yeah. Oh. I see. So it has to be calibrated properly, like the Wii. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, they would have invented the Wii thousands of years ago if they had had plastic and right, right. electricity. Right. I mean, I could, really, I guess they did have electricity. So that's like having a mini map, except for instead of the map, you just have the little north indicator. That would be enough for me. Really? If I just had, I mean, I know they make those like yeah, things, like, like there's belts. that belt that yeah. has the thing that vibrates, right. the, the one, the part of it that's facing north vibrates. I would really like to internalize that. I mean, I could just carry a compass to help me along. You do carry I, a compass. It's pretty crappy, though. Your feet are going to be on a dong. Carry a compass to help you along. That's how that goes, right? That, that I haven't heard fortune that. Is that, cookie? Wait, is, that, is that what the old man says? The, the problem Zelda? is I keep going to the wrong part of town because I don't have a compass. Vernatio <laughs> um, says, hey, guys, quick question. From what I can remember, Zach prefers barbarians, Kevin prefers wizards, and Riff prefers thieves. What do you prefer, Jim? Oh, yeah. Is this like in a video game? Uh, take it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Take it in the sense that you like expect. A, like a Diablo. In, in NetHack, I would probably go Valkyrie. Yeah, I always play Valkyries in NetHack. Yeah, they're, me too. They're very survivable. Yeah. yeah. And what about in World of Warcraft? In World of Warcraft, I played a Warlock. Okay. Which at the time was like the few, the proud. And then later on, they when they became all, the all cool, powerful. I was just like, oh, fuck this. And <laughs> I'm shaming all, shaming all the way in World of Warcraft. That's actually not why I tried forever, but it's a good story. Your main... Kevin was a, was a priest. priest. Yeah. Shadow priest. Yeah. Yeah. So this really doesn't affect this. This doesn't jive with. I tend to like playing RPGs as fighter characters. I like ranged casters because it's straightforward. Mm. But on Twitter, uh, Noah something K something. I don't remember the full mm-hmm. name. Code Ranger. <laughs> yes. That guy was saying that um, my uh, my blindness is my, my my special like sense that I'm missing is is my pun blindness. Which that seems pretty apt. Hmm. Uh, let's see. Hamfish says recently I had a horrible travel experience with canceled flights and long lines full of angry people, but I listened to a bunch of video games, hot dog while I waited. Thanks for keeping me sane for a bunch of hours. You guys are rad. Yay! Well, thank you for saying nice things to us on the internet. Uh, I'm uh, glad they were helping people through all these crises. Brandon says regarding bones and veggie wings, we have that at Fire on Fire on the Mountain in Portland, Oregon. The vegan wings have a bone made of sugarcane, which really enhances the experience. I'd only be down for a real bone if it was from one of my many enemies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like I consider all chickens to be my enemies. <laughs> so, really, when I eat chicken wings, they are filled with the so bones of my those enemies. those three chickens you had for a while. That was like a. Enemy. They were kind of camp. They were kind of a, frenemies. I was. I was trying to keep them closer. POWs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, I just forced them to. I. I just. I just like. I felt that it would be more painful to them if instead of eating them, I just harvested and ate their young. <laughs> wow. Smeghead says, "Have you seen Kung Fury? It's fucking fantastic. Yes, it's pretty good. <sighs> I. I don't." You didn't like it. I haven't seen it. Oh. My exposure... I don't... Like... What is it? Is it... It's a kickstarted film that's about 30 minutes long. Okay. It is over the top in basically every possible way. I remember seeing yeah, something yeah, about it like a long time ago. It's maximum action joke yeah, I saw like parody. 10 minutes of it, and it was funny, but it was like... This is the sort of thing that I would have really loved as a teenager, mm. and nowadays I kind of want more from anything i consume than just over the top humor it it what it continued to go to new places okay. often enough that i i suck with it and thought it was pretty good it's yeah. it is a lot like axe cop yeah right yes. right and that's part yeah, of it is it that is. like it's all a lot like i've seen all these like this kind of joke before sure. a lot uh, I saw a couple of movies recently. One of was one was, one was called Rubber, and it was about um, the tire, the tire that's a mass yeah. murderer tire. And there's like meta humor in there, where like there's also an audience for the film in the film. Hmm. Oh, okay, and that's that's some shit I would have like when I was 15. I would have been all over that, like because I was just so hungry for something unusual that that broke out of the like normal tropes or whatever. Yeah, and I think just being older, like I've seen enough things that are just unusual. That it has to be good too hmm. for me to like it, and there's a- and I feel like I, I at least have also sort of learned more to appreciate like actual good things that sure. are still just like straightforward things that like normal people like. Yeah, yeah, more so. No, that, that, that's I've, a skill. Like, it really is because I was not certainly inclined to like that kind of stuff. You know what I discovered recently is 
really good is uh, the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt on oh, yeah. Netflix. That Netflix series. It's actually like really clever and mm. and funny and like weird in a. So I found out that the like the entire team that made Wet Hot American Summer a couple years ago made an entire other movie. Like same cast, same writers everything and it just wasn't very good mm. and it's called they came together it's like this romantic comedy parody oh. that just fell kind of flat for whatever reason but then i very soon after that watched the unbreakable kimmy schmidt and the first couple episodes were like wow this is good for the same reason that wet hot american summer is was it good. is hmm. it related is it the same people no okay it's not there's, there's like tina fey hmm. okay i think it has some 30 rock it. dna yeah yeah it's a netflix it's thing. just a netflix original I've been watching uh, House of Cards, which is also, I think, their first Netflix original, and, mm. and it is good. It's the first do one you, I heard of, yeah. Do you know how they, they yeah. do that? Yep. That is fucking amazing. They find a bunch of things that people like, uh, political thrillers, shows with Kevin Spacey in them, and then just build <laughs> yeah, the, shows based the, on the, the sets of- data that they have, yeah. like, that makes a lot of sense it's for them to- so It's so really good. Oh, but I mean, that's like- But that's, how, that's how, why they made Orange is the New Black, yep. is like, they, they found that like- there's this the audience that is interested in this is being super underserved. Yep. Because they have the information, and like the the crass way to look at it is they're just like figuring out the best thing to sell to people. But sure, the but I mean, if the charitable way is, is like good, they're trying to make great. good products. Yeah. yeah. By figuring out like what that's that's what that's only combinations a bad of elements of good products have not been combined into right. a, you know yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And then also letting, like, once they assemble those teams, just letting them make the thing that is good, you know, yeah. instead of... Yeah, I mean, as far as I know, they're not, like, what all they're doing is providing the funding and then taking the end result. Yep. And I think Amazon is doing the same thing with their, like, original content stuff. Like, all of these, like, sort of service providers that are this, you know, streaming warehouses or whatever are finally, like, creating content based on their their data and their huge... Yeah. cash reserves there's another netflix original called between that um they actually are doing once a week like one episode a oh, week. oh interesting and i don't know if that was like they're trying something new or if like the production schedule fell behind and they want to huh. start getting episodes out you know it's weird when they gave people what people said they wanted it was a new season of arrested development which just wasn't very good mm-hmm. true from what i hear yeah i mean it's not surprising to me that people don't want what they say they want because i feel like that is a real early lesson of <laughs> making things for people. But like, yeah, it's, I mean, you don't want them to turn into steam where suddenly everything they do is entirely metrics driven. Although I find it hard to imagine what metrics caused them to decide to adopt this refund policy. Right. Jim, you looked at the details of it. How does the steam refund policy work? Uh, as far as I can tell, the way it works is that you can request a refund if you've played less than two hours and you've owned the game less than two weeks. And then if, if I'm interpreting it right, they actually have a customer service team that then goes through and like looks for abuse before giving you your refund. So it's not just automated. Right. Okay. And so, like so, it, so this has the obvious problem with like games that are under two hours long right, in right. total length. Short games are severely disadvantaged here, uh, unless the customer service team does a good job. It, and it, so it has the obvious problem, which is not obvious to me that it would be a problem, well, right? Okay, like I, an the, honest person wouldn't take advantage of it. And but, almost everyone is honest and won't fuck you. I mean, and the people who are dishonest are probably just going to pirate the game in the first place. Right. I mean, that... Okay. I, 
I am inclined to think of that concern as just straight up being a non-concern. Like, just the times when it's like, oh, there's a bunch of people on the internet that are angry and say that we ripped them off. And so then we say, we will give anyone who requests it a refund for this. If you genuinely feel like that, you can so like we you bought a Kingdom of Loathing item and then you talked on the forums about how we're assholes and we fucked you out of ten dollars by misleading you or changing it or whatever. And we say, OK, if you ask us for your money back, we will give it to you and we will take the item back. And sometimes one person will do that. Like, I I think that the, the concerns that this is going to make the sky fall for smaller developers is so overblown as to be an. Well, so infinite percentage overblown a, because the problem is literally difference zero between like having to email the developer and just having something automated and it's not automated, but it's like, it's not like you're writing an email, you're clicking a button. Right. Um, but I do tend to agree. I don't think it's going to be a big problem. Were de- so developers were able to issue refunds before. I don't think so. They weren't. I don't think they were. I know. I mean, Tom Francis had talked about having to do it just outside of steam right really in cases where because people would just be like unable to get the game running and he would be unable to provide them with a level of tech support sufficient to get it running and then he was always sad that there was no way for steam to let him give them a refund and like you know he's thrilled with it he is also like the nicest person in the world so (laughs) if he's on board with this feature then so am i who no, that you, reminds me. Who do you um, think would win in a nice off between Tom Francis and Steve Gaynor? They're both really nice. Uh, throw throw Gary Butterfield in there too. Okay, he's also pretty nice. I've heard. I'm I'm gonna say that if I were ranking them in the order of the most mean things I've heard them say, it's probably Gary, Steve, Tom. Okay. From most to least. How much? How like much is that related to quantity things? of things that you've heard from those individuals? Maybe. Yeah, maybe that. If I were ranking them in order of cuddliness from least cuddly <laughs> to most cuddly, it would go maybe Tom, Steve, Gary. Okay. Um, so that's just an inverse. Avoid. Most strokeable beard. It would go from <laughs> zero beard on Tom to any beard on Steve to delectable beard on Gary Butterfield. <laughs> So this is all just the same. It's the same order. Steve is yeah, always there's a in the lot middle. of there are a lot of ways. Realistically, there are only three items in the list, so it's probably Well, who uh who is the most um cyberpunk? Okay. Yeah, you're right, because Steve yeah. can't be in the middle of that list. That was a right, great true. way of finding a case where that didn't fit. Yeah. That was really fucking clever. <laughs> you are a problem solver. <laughs> Um, guys, man, Fallout 4. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. Probably going to be good. What I really wanted, what I really wanted out of that announcement was for them to say, oh yeah, there's a Fallout 4. It's out tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> they, there's, and there's just no release date. Yeah. yeah. Well, according so, well, to, the thing is, we, we already the knew they were rumor, making a Fallout. Well, the, according to the big, the big rumor, cause uh, about a year ago when this was first supposedly leaked and nobody believed it, and now people are going back and looking at that leak and saying, well, maybe this is true. What that said was that it was going to be out this October. Oh. That may or may not be the case, because uh, it's been matches? a year. What, what, so. what do we know that matches it's probably from the set rumor? In Boston. Boston. We, know, we know Boston. We know that uh, the protagonist has a voice. Yeah, I'm... 
I heard there was a dog. Yeah, yeah. there was a dog. There's been a dog in all of them, though. Okay, yeah. Um, in uh, New Vegas, it was a robot dog. <sighs> I am. I I like about the trailer that it seems like they've moved to a more stylized human character rather than just the horrifying Bethesda apes. <laughs> uh, but I am actually sort of nervous about the main character having a voice. Hmm. Well, I mean, Commander Shepard had a voice. I was looking for more MIT things and I couldn't see. Right, them. Commander <laughs> Shepard. Yeah. It's got it's Commander Shepard wasn't MIT me, stuff in there, right? right? Like that's yeah. sons of steam tunnels. Yeah. I mean, Mass Effect that's is a JRPG in that sense. Right, because you're playing a character. So in, in right. Fallout that 3, that's like, true. you had that's dialogue, right? You were selecting things from... Yeah, but it was just text. Right, it was text, but like you were saying things and it was written in that voice. Yeah, okay. So it could have like been a, a, a style, Like a, a writing voice. Sure, but I think it was... Gave you a lot of options and was sort of deliberately neutral. And maybe this will too, but I, I don't know. I don't, I don't want the main character to be voiced. I bet you can turn it off. Like, I don't want any characters to be voiced, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> can you not just, is that not a feature that you can yeah, just you probably turn could off? turn it off. Well, and probably realistically, that's not true. That thing that I just said. I think it would probably feel weird to be in a world that had that sort of level of fidelity and passersby weren't talking to each other. You should just use the Animal Crossing, like, half-assed speech synthesis for yeah, everybody. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> Knights of the Old Republic aliens. <laughs> right. I, I like... I mean, audio logs, I guess, where you get to listen to stuff while you're continuing to wander mm, around yeah, the world. Because yeah, yeah. that is edifying and like you get to explore at the same time, which is I mean, Fallout so 3's good. radio is, was perfect for that. Yeah. Right? Yep. Like, you'd, get, you'd get like weird follow-up information about stuff that you'd done in the world by listening to the music station. You'd get the solo violin radio station that was the reward for the best quest in any video game ever <laughs> you've got to fucking play fallout 3 oh man i i just had that violin when i met that lady because mm. i'd just been everywhere in the world and she she was one of the last people i visited I'm like oh yeah here you go all right yeah and then when i was <laughs> i was i was talking about that and then Steve Gaynor, who also really liked that, reminded me of the follow-up quest where you do something else where you get some sheet music and then she gives you her husband's like sick fucking magnum. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, right. Okay. That did get kind of video game at the end there, but uh, the first stage of it was... All uh, right. Damn it. Anyway, that's j then just the soundtrack for the entire rest of the game once you unlock that station because yeah, that's, that's the right kind to. of music. I do you think you'll play Fallout 4 because you get to explore MIT and you'll get to pick nits about its inaccuracies? <laughs> well, I mean, I I'll probably like knowing me what I will do is play the first couple of Fallout games and then play Fallout 4 in like 2 years. It is Yeah. It is I would not recommend it. I would recommend starting with Fallout 3. Really? I I yeah, think that one, you would probably hate Fallout 1 and 2. 1 and 2 are really yeah. hard to go back to these days. Hmm. If you if you're not into that sort of top-down RPG you know, it has been heavily implied that MIT is the baddies in Fallout 4. Oh. Yeah. Nice. The Institute. Yeah, but you got to be able to side with them. I mean, it's... That's how that works. I'm just hoping that you get to go explore the buildings and there's been a dimensional rift that has caused the, the infinite corridor to actually be infinite. To be actually infinite. be infinite. Ah, <laughs> oh, that'd be great. 
you put it in crawl mode and have yeah. a hoverbot film a documentary. This is a thing that doesn't make sense to anybody. Nope. Uh, Kevin uh, filmed a documentary that was never released, published, right? Because yeah. nothing, it didn't actually work. It didn't. Amount it was a guy to trying to break the Guinness World Record for crawling. Yep. Uh, by crawling back and forth in the infinite corridor, but it turned out he was cheating. Yeah, no, was, no one wants. He, to he see would not a have documentary qualified. about a cheater. Like, it, well, I mean, it wasn't even, it was just it, like when, when he found out that the like Guinness commission would not honor the record, uh, he gave up. Oh, so. what, what was, how was he cheating? Uh, so you're not allowed to like lay down if you're doing the a continuous longest continuous voluntary crawl was the record that we were trying to break. Mm. Huh. And how long was the record about? Uh, the record was set by two Scotsmen simultaneously back. At least this is back when we were doing it. Uh, and synchronized crawling. It, well, I think it was more of a sort of motivational technique. Sure. Okay. Uh, and I think it was like, it took about, it took them 48 hours and was, uh, some significant number of miles, like 20 or 30 miles wow. or something like that. And they, they, they just went around an athletic track, which is what I had tried to get him to do. And, and until like a week before we actually started like filming, stuff was the plan and then he just changed changed his mind so you know, it does seem like doing it indoors is a better well but depending on depends. the athletic track like that that could be a nicer surface yeah the surface like just a hard con- like effectively like sort of cement surface versus mm, the nice squishy ads or yeah yeah i wish that i had been able to watch this documentary so i would know these details and i wouldn't have to ask you for yeah. clarification sorry Ah, man. It would have been a lot like uh, Hands on a Hard Body, but way less interesting. <laughs> if you've not seen Hands on a Hard Body, by the way, no. totally recommend that documentary. At any point during the crawl, did he sound like a musical robot? <laughs> also, you should see Spellbound, <laughs> which is an excellent, also an excellent documentary. Uh, have you guys played any video games? I pretty much have year? just kept playing uh, Axiom Verge. Yeah, me too. The story, Did you beat it yet? Not yet, but I, I, I was pleased that, that right after the point at which I had stopped before last week and then complained about the story being dull, <laughs> right <laughs> after that is the bit where the story becomes interesting. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I haven't quite finished it yet, but I've, I've just, uh, I, I've just gotten to, I guess, the, the, hunk of map where the bad guy probably is i watched zach play over his shoulder a little bit and the final area is really hard yeah that that was interesting the the like all the cool weapons you get seem pretty cool and also i was surprised that like you had not gotten some weapons that i had seen and stuff so i don't know how there are i wonder how many actual different kinds of weapons there are because well according to the inventory sc- screen there's 24 Assu- uh, assuming that every slot in that box it's gets filled. filled yeah when you get the upgrade to the lab coat that lets you dash teleport <coughs> in any direction at any time the it gets so much more fun to just move around yeah have you got the next one yeah yeah, yeah. is that like the teleporter in spelunky yeah, but it's shorter range and non-dangerous. Okay. Um, oh, by the way, um, not to interrupt your story, but uh, Spelunky, uh, the Spelunky Hell Run has a new world record, mm. which is like three minutes and 52 seconds. Whoa! How? 
I didn't watch it. I saw you. I saw you link to it, and I'd seen it in a few other places. But uh, it's I yeah, mean, all teleporter, madness. just pure teleporter. Yeah, like he, this guy just does nothing but play Spelunky all day, basically, and um, will just choose what kind of run he's going to go for, what kind of speed run based on like what's in the shop on level one, two. Okay. And so in this case, it was like he got the, he got a teleporter, and he just got a lot of like really lucky level generation. Wow. And also played really well. Sure. Yeah, how do you how did he kill Yama? Um he had like ten bombs. Uh he went up to the top and just dropped them all right at his feet and then went right to the exit. <laughs> huh. Huh. Well, I guess that <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know about that technique, but yeah, it worked. Well, that'll do it. I uh got killed in a daily on one two yesterday because I was like, I'm gonna put a bomb here and then pick up that rock and then walk away. And I put down a bomb and then I picked up the bomb and walked away. <laughs> blew me up. Like yeah, really should have thought more about that. I've also only been playing Axiom Verge. It's good. Yeah. I beat it. And the more time you spend with it, the more things you you find, the more potential you realize there is for other things to be hidden yeah it's mm-hmm. great yeah. yeah it really and the fact that i liked it and played all the way through it even though it gives you no real guidance about where you're supposed mm-hmm. to go next is just proof yeah i think that it's really fun like that it though i would not have the patience to play metroid again i don't think that this provided that sense without providing without the same amount of sort of off-putting tedium mm-hmm. interesting like it was good about making you more powerful as time went by in a way that metroid wasn't really right because this just sort of significantly increases the damage that your weapons do so that more and more places become sort of trivial for you to deal with the enemies which then gives you the satisfaction of going back to a place to like you know check all the corners glitching glitching enemies and then fighting them is such an interesting yeah yeah technique too and the different enemies become like so many different things happen depending on what enemy it is when you glitch them. Like right. there's enemies yeah, there are these that turn guys into platforms, that... or the enemies that give you health, or the enemies that kill all the other enemies when you kill them. <laughs> yeah, or that destroy walls for you that you can't destroy. Yeah. yeah, there are ones in the final area that you glitch them, and then they just are under your control. Wow. Like, they just move the way that you're moving the controllers. In. And then there were all these things, and I'm like, oh, man, I bet there's a puzzle here where you got to move one of these guys over and get it to shoot this thing. But none of them did. Like, I didn't find anything that you could do Interesting. using that. But y- you know he must have thought of that, at least. Yeah. That's a good game. Could you beat the game as just the drone, do you think? <laughs> like, once you collect it, could huh. you then just... I'll bet there's be, some boss fights you couldn't win. I'm but curious though, because yeah, it can do damage. Yeah, and, and it can go arbitrarily far away from you. Yeah. yeah, it can't jump very high. Yeah, you gain the ability to trade places with it. Yeah. Oh mm. wow! Like good. instead of calling it back to you, you gain the ability to just teleport to where it is, which is a gigantic yeah. mobility which, increase. Yeah, God, God, yeah, because it turns also into like the super high jump. Because you can shoot yeah. it up into the air and then bust you the jump up into the air, <laughs> double tap to teleport up, hurl the thing up, yep, unfurl it at the apex of its arc, teleport to where it is, and then maybe shoot your grappling hook up to yep. get to some place <laughs> you haven't been. Like it's fucking wow. Like it's so good. 
Yeah, I thought it was really clever in finding the like the throw it at the top of a jump thing, but apparently that's just the beginning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's rad. Because yeah. you also there's a power up that you get that increases the throw distance. Oh, interesting. Of it too, which Man, I bet there's wow. some crazy ass speed runs. Oh yeah. I can't even imagine. Yeah, I'm curious. I like I haven't started looking up things about it because I'm right. like kind of Would you thinking play that I might again? play it some more. I'll play it some more. Yeah, but I don't know. I Does the end won't. do you have to, would you have to start a new game? No, I think you can you can go to the previous save. Okay. Uh, oh right. I'm okay. like 89% map and something like 70% items or something. So, not not a lot of items. And I don't know how much of the map is like big rooms that I didn't fully explore. That well, was, and also, does the secret world count as map? I don't know. Hmm. D- were there more than one place that you went into that? I, fa- I found three. Wow, I only ever found the one, and I don't remember where it was, so I don't think I ever I'm, went back there. I marked it the, with one of the um, notes. If you, if you keep an eye out for that, um, that interlaced overlay on the screen that it does when you're because it it does that when you get near the entrance to one. Oh, really it starts putting scan lines yeah, over yeah scan lines that's the word i was looking for yeah it, huh. when, when you're when you're near the entrance it starts doing scan lines and you start hearing that hissing so that's oh. that's a good clue interesting yeah i just it's weird i just don't remember where i found the first one by accident but i don't remember where and i never found it a second time so. is is it just is it just a single continuous secret world or is it a are they multiple discrete the worlds? the three that i found were discrete so they each had their own map yeah. subsection yeah interesting okay. okay but i wonder if that counts against the map percentage yeah, no. oh that's a good question what about you kevin uh, I played a uh, one sort of sort of bad iOS game actually. It's called Branch. Um, it's kind of like an endless runner, I guess. Y- you are a little guy on a sort of 3D represented line, and as you run across it, it starts spitting off little branches i guess from that sort of main trunk uh in one of the four directions and you have it's a single button game where you can rotate the branch and you sort of jump to the next side you don't have a control over which direction it rotates you all it does is just rotate one direction and then there's like a a thing that you can pick up which starts rotating in the other direction and you can collect little crystals on it and then it just counts the number of like sections of it that you traverse uh, and that's your score, I guess. And it just isn't very satisfying. And it was in the like hot new games section. And I was like, this is kind of uninteresting. So I don't understand what's going on here. You were talking about some change to their. Yeah. Apparently curation. the Apple iOS store has changed their like the, game listing so that it's no longer just like alphabetical lists anywhere or just the like sort of uncurated like a sort of bullshit lists it is now almost all human curated lists of games um and i'm curious i'm curious like why that happened and what their motivations were because you know, are they just trying to? You'd think that anything that Apple does is in is in interest of them generating more sales so that they can get more money, right? Like, 
Maybe, but I could also see them wanting to just increase the reputation of the store as a place to go to find things to buy them. Yeah. Okay. Like, which yeah. right now it's pretty worthless for. That's true. It, it is not a place that I go to discover things most of the time. Right. And when I do, like, I get this terrible sort of branch video game. I generally find my iOS games by going to Touch Arcade or occasionally Pocket Tactics. Okay. Those are like the two things that I have bookmarked on my phone that I will check once a week to see if there's some game they're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Is there like like a board game geek level of uh, curation for iOS games anywhere? Hmm. I think the volume would be impossible to keep up with at this point, right? That's true. So I guess board games are few enough that it is meaningful for people like aficionados to rank them in sort of a community of people who care about that kind of thing. Yeah, there aren't like hundreds of new board games every day. It's true. I was doing research um, for an upcoming episode of Train Hot Dog, uh, where the jewel of the hot dog network, where... um, (laughs) You mean Jewel the Singer, right? <laughs> yes. Yes, of course. Uh, where um, I downloaded like 20 Princess Dentist clones. Okay. And they're just like all shovelware. Like, What is Princess Dentist? <laughs> so if you do a Google image search for Princess Dentist, you'll get enough information to answer that. But like, it's... Uh, it's a dentistry sim, like along the lines of Trauma Center, but really poorly made and intended, like for for small children to play. Okay. Like I guess the idea is that they you, you're trying to like get the kid to like to reclaim ownership of the dentist process, so they're not afraid of it. Did you um, did you oh get the gosh. one? Did you get the one based on Frozen? Yeah. I, well, I think there were a couple of those. There are a couple of those. There's a brain surgery one. <laughs> Oh god. Super great friend played it on a stream and it's just the most insane thing I've ever seen in a flash game. These are all just like they're all incredibly poorly made. Like some of them didn't work at all. Like one of them was just here's screenshots of the iOS game Princess Dentist. And that's the whole product. Even the like the in-app purchase button wasn't working, which is like, <laughs> okay, then what's e- what's even the point? Are um, there ads on it? Um I maybe, I forget. Um but yeah, the, the art style for all these games is like, I don't know why they decided like that the important thing to copy is the princess dentist art style, which is like, there's a, like, imagine drawing a cartoon woman's face, like with a closed mouth, and then just pasting over it like a wide open mouth, just over the space where the mouth is. <laughs> this is terrifying. It's this kind is, of amazing. This Google image search is terrifying. There are uh, horrible anyway, things my, people are doing to, to to anime girls' faces here. Anyway, my point is, like, people put a lot of really terrible shit that barely works on, um, on the phone app store. stores. Sure. Yeah. Epic tools, Jim. Epic tools. What is that? That's just one of the taglines for one of these games. <laughs> <laughs> this game was developed... <laughs> Exclusively by and for Epic Tools. <laughs> yes. You played any video games, Jim? I played a game called uh, Mikey Boots. Mikey Boots. Do you guys have you guys played any of the Mikey series? No. no. There's a. It's a series of platformers um, 
which are notable in that, like, I downloaded Mikey Shorts, and I'm like, yeah, this is all right. And then I downloaded a bunch of other platformers for the phone, and they were all just way worse. And so, okay, like, in retrospect, Mikey Shorts is actually really good. <laughs> and by that, I mean, like, uh, it is... No expectations. Uh, right. And by that, I mean it is a phone platformer with, like, a virtual D-pad that actually plays okay and is kind of fun. Um, and... There's a sequel to that called Mikey Hooks, which adds a grapple button, which is kind of fun <laughs> okay. and plays okay. And then Mikey Boots is, um, it, it changes the control scheme to like, uh, you, you have jetpack boots and pushing the left side of the screen makes you go left and, and, uh, increase in altitude. Pushing the right side of the screen makes you go right and increase in altitude. And if you let go of both, then you're falling in altitude. Right. So, so it's, it's like a much sort more of flappy birdie. Yeah, much more naturalistic, like natural for the phone interface. And you know, it's it's one of those things it's like it's got like a speed run interface where you can like see how you're comparing to your to your ghost at various checkpoints. Okay. And it's got like you can you get you get stars for uh beating the level in a certain time and there are secrets and it's it's very much like this is a kind of an okay gameplay mechanic with a lot of like compulsion wrapped around it like a compulsion mm. structure and so it's like yeah i'll play this it's a nice time waster when i'm on the toilet the, um, go- the ghost run mechanic is something that i feel like could still use some exploration by people what like, was that the ghost run mechanic oh, yeah. like mm. yours or other people's yeah yeah i feel like that there's there's bound to be more ways in which that could be interesting did you did you read about the kid who like pulled out his father's old xbox his father had died earlier and he was just he was playing one of his old racing games and found his dad's ghost in the xbox uh, like in the racing game oh that's crazy yeah i wow yeah your posthumous ghosts even better your story about uh those controls reminded me that I also went to a, like a board game party thing this af- this afternoon, <laughs> this weekend. Jesus Christ. Uh, and uh, Mike Laserwalker, the guy who made the Telegraph game that yeah. we played at All Control GDC that we talked about a little bit on the show. Uh, what Hath God Rot, I think was the name of that. Mm-hmm. That sounds uh, right, yeah. He has, he has also been working on this game called Flappy Joust. Right, yes. Which, it's fascinating the way that it works. You basically pull out your phone... And go to a web page, and then your phone becomes a controller for a game that's being played on like his laptop or on eventually somebody else's laptop or an iPad where or somebody else's phone. It's just like phone. a multiplayer joust game with Flappy Bird controls, where you you hit the left button to flap up and to the left, and the right button to flap up and to the right. He's been like sort of refining the gameplay of it, and I think he has landed on a thing that is really really satisfying. Like there are goals it's got like basically joust platforms and joust gameplay like you collide with somebody if you're higher you beat them and they die and respawn you slightly grow in size and mass when you kill something Hmm. if you kill a guy that's bigger than you you become their size and they go back down to zero there is a ball that you can pick up that is really really heavy oh yeah and so you have you have It is really, really difficult, and you have to move really, really slow and flap really, really hard to get it into the goal as the base default size bird. But the more people you kill, the better you are at moving around with that ball. Yeah. But then, like, the more of a target you become. 
it was really, really fun to that's, just play this like chaotic joust game. That's with basically eight what other he had at GDC, but party, I'm presuming yeah. like it's just a lot more fine tuned now. The, the, yeah, the the like becoming as big as the people, someone you kill is new. That was new, and the losing, going back down to regular size when you score a goal, yeah, is oh, a yeah. thing that he added. And those two are pretty fundamental changes. Yes, but they you, felt very, very natural. Like, yeah. Anyway, also his name is Mike Laser Walker, which is like <laughs> a cooler name than a made-up name, but it's his real name. That's yeah. right. Did you play anything else? Anything other than Mikey Boots? Oh, I, I, I did want to f- uh, say that like it, it was weird, like going back to the Mikey series, in that like this is a uh, I'm not really that emotionally attached to the series, but it did give me just a little bit of what I feel about Mario we're like oh yeah I'm going back to play a game with my friend Mikey mm. you know even though I've known this guy for like a year mm. um and I, just like sheer repetition like kind of c- can can instill like a sense of like here's a, a character that has nuance um well maybe not nuance but at least like you know and like him I don't really like Mario or Luigi like they're just not well, they've, okay. They've never really, they've did, never did really you become. Grow up like, playing those games, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as much as a probably an average kid. You know, okay. I like Toad. Okay. Like you're right. But like, I, like Toad is likable. I have played. I played a couple of the like Mario and Luigi games in the past couple of years, and like they're just kind of annoying. Like Mario's a go-getter. How can you not like? <laughs> he's, he's like is a a big, like a short fat guy but is like really athletic and really like he never gives up and is yeah he's I mean, not a like, personality at all i like modern luigi he has a personality but uh-huh oh man you know who i like stare. tingle <laughs> <laughs> tingle had uh a, a lot of personality bowser is way more interesting than than the mario and luigi brothers right like yeah even like even when they were trying to add like a plot to the Mario series in Mario Sunshine, Mario still didn't have any personality. Well, because yeah. he doesn't talk, right? He's, like he's it, the audience cipher. Like that's really common in video games. But like it, it's it is just in in the case of Mario, at least I am because there's nothing to that character, right? Um, it is really just like I've just spent a lot of happy time in my life with this person. Okay, sure. Um, and that's uh, I'm I'm. Seeing the same thing with Mikey, oddly enough, like yeah, this is this is enjoyable. This is like a this person's fun to hang around with. He can ju- he jumps over spikes, <laughs> collects coins. I feel that way about Rygar. Sure, <laughs> I bet. Is this Rygar? Is there a series or is it just one game? Well, there's an arcade game and then the NES game. Okay. What about yeah. some like racist boxers? <laughs> Ch- from Champion. Oh Pub. yeah, yeah. The Champion Pub guy is pretty charming. Yeah. Uh, the characters from uh, the Who Done It pinball machine. Sure, they're they're not as charming. They're constantly murdering each other. <laughs> A different one every time. It's terrible. Do you guys want to talk about this assignment? Sure. sure. Do you want to say the name of it? Because I can't. Oh well, I'm I'm not sure I can say it either. But it's but the syllables are something like Umihara Kawase. Jim, did all of your friends who repeatedly told you that you should play this game. Do you Hate think that you. maybe they were just fucking with you? <laughs> yeah. No, no, I, uh, I don't think so. Did you like this game? I did. Okay. I didn't get very far in it. I yeah. had a really hard time with it. it like was, it was both difficult and not 
compelling. It felt I very guess. janky. Like it, it, fe- it, it felt it like is. a game that has a very high skill ceiling, which is, I assume, why your friends are yeah. interested. Yeah, in Yeah, like I could, the that the grapple mechanic is fucking hardcore. Yeah, yeah, that is, yeah. Like, yeah. That is the grapple and that is what with a bungee rope, no less. Yeah, no, it's that's 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 for serious, and that's like exactly the sort of thing that I am into. Like, and it was like very they spent specific the entirety of the game's cognitive and financial budget on that. Right. Making that work, making that interesting. Yeah, no, I, I believe that. Like it's the rest of the, the design is like, like they didn't have budget for enemy placements. So they just had them spawn in at random yeah, times. Drop down. Yeah. Like this one's worth 97 points when you kill it. Um, the background was like, here's a black and white photo of a river of a riverbank. <laughs> right. <laughs> there are two songs. I like the songs. Sure. You know, like uh, it's like eighties eighties era J pop. This reminded me of when arcade games had made the jump forward into having more colors, <laughs> but before the Super Nintendo was out. Yeah. And seeing a thing that has the trappings of what would be a good game, like a Super Nintendo era game with that level of complexity, but it's actually just kind of a arcade game from five years earlier. Yeah. That like doesn't even bother to try to represent a space. You know, it's right. just like a bunch of abstract. Yeah, yeah. I mean, things there's, like- there's, I was looking at a fact and there's like 50 levels in this game. And I'm sure, I'm sure they're all just like the completely abstract, like here are some like beveled slopes. There's yeah. some palette. Know? shifts i watched i like i skimmed through that leet speed run oh my gosh it was impressive it's only like four minutes long yeah yeah so good i must have seen a different one yeah and that's what that's what was like oh okay that's why people are interested in this because the the complexity of the interaction with that grapple mechanic means that it is possible to get really really good at this Mm. yeah which would probably make it feel really good to play right but Man, yeah. just that whole restarting at the beginning of the level High and the levels being kind of yeah. long, like yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. And I, I played without save states because I was like in that mood, so I was restarting from the beginning of the game a lot. Um, but it felt like learning that grapple mechanic, and I don't know if I'm going to stick with it, but I, I had been, you know, I, I played Super Mario Brothers when I was like five. So I have no recollection of what it's like to learn to play platformers. Interesting. But this game kind of gave me like sort of a sense of like, I bet it was, I bet it was like this. I bet it's like at first it just feels completely impossible to do anything. I mean, Spelunky was like that. Well, I, Spelunky like controls like Super Mario Brothers 3. Right. So, but it, it doesn't. Until you figure out how far you can jump and that sprinting works in midair and stuff. Right. But if you, I mean, there is a learning curve to being able to play it well, right? Like, yeah, you can definitely like always make it to the bottom of the level because you always have to go down or whatever like it, but it's, but well, for me, at least having played a bunch of platformers, it gave me an enormous leg up on learning spelunky yeah and i'm sure that's true and that's the case for like any any game that now nowadays any game that is made for the game audience assumes that you can do a little bit of platforming just from having absorbed having spent time make, playing video games um and i am definitely i am personally in that space you know and similarly like if you play portal like i don't know if you've ever tried to show portal who someone who doesn't play video games but 
unless you've played first person shooters, that game is impossible. Yeah. Um, because it just requires that fluency. Uh, but this, this game kind of put me in the shoes of like someone who is just trying to do, just, just trying to do the simplest fucking jump and dying over and over and over. <laughs> um, like my mom did when she was trying to play Fez. Like she, she just couldn't get past the second screen because it made, made you do like three jumps in a row without, uh, without screwing up, without screwing up and she right. couldn't do it. Huh. Uh, and that was super interesting. And yeah, I like, I, I don't, I don't think I'm going to play more of this, but I do think the grapple mechanic is super interesting and probably really satisfying to master in much the same way that, that, traditional platformers are I didn't love the grappling hook in Axiom Verge I didn't love the grappling hook in Super Metroid for that matter I think that there are probably some developer accessibility concerns that made those worse like we want to have a grappling hook but we also need this to exist in finite computing resources so we can't do what this game did Right, and actually simulate a rope. Right. Which it seems like what they were doing. It just, yeah, yeah. It, it's I, I'm I guess this game was like ninety five. Um and like for the Super Nintendo I, I oh, was on Metacritic. <laughs> that seems about right. <laughs> yeah. Um I yeah, I was I was super surprised that at the, the level of fidelity at which they simulated the, the grapple rope. Yeah, it's it's uh Something you don't see very often at all, even in modern games. It was weird to see the just one, like, literally shining thing in the game. Like, the thing that was so visually distinct from everything else, and, like, was so clearly the only thing that they cared about yeah. in it. This was just like a tech demo kind for of grappling yeah, hook. Yeah. And actually, if you put it that way, it actually makes me interesting, interested in the sequels. Mm. Like, they might have actually made a... a um. They might have fleshed out the rest of the game to fit, to match that. I don't know. Fleshed out. The, 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 the thing <laughs> that it showed you at the beginning of every, every time you died in the first level, it was like, no, come on here. Look, watch her do this. That's yeah. why. Like, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I appreciate that what you were trying to do was teach me something by showing this person doing this trick, but like, Without showing me what inputs oh, they yeah. were using or anything, right? Like, it just seems kind of insulting. Like, I'm just getting angry every time. I mean, I'm already angry every time I fail at something. You you retweeted that uh, that post by uh, Taylor by Wu about the, like, <laughs> yeah. I've, I've got it, guys. I perfected. They said it couldn't be done, yeah. but I finally made the perfect grappling hook. Yep. I, I don't know if you saw that. I did not it see that. It was pretty so good. good. It was... Uh, it was like a, a sort of a sort of reasonable grappling hook swing, and then right. it got it got a little more out of control, and then he shot into Exploded, the wall, and his character yeah. just <laughs> shot like in the other direction. Yeah, I, I had speed. played I had played a game that that Taylor made. It was a Taylor made game uh, where it was a two player game, and each person had sort of WASD. It was like WASD and arrow keys, and each person was controlling one of two like characters that were. They were tethered together with a rope that was represented by just a a series of dots. And 
you would, collected things you'd have and to the rope got longer grab things no it, if you hit things the rope would get shorter right. so it just got much much harder and weirder to control the the longer you spent with it and that grappling hook definitely seemed like an extension of of the the stuff that was being explored in that game because like how do we represent like a chain as a series of like discrete little balls that that have kind of gravity between the player and whatever fixed point the player has chosen by shooting the grappling hook out at it and then just seeing like oh well this is clearly like they're just going fucking crazy and exerting <laughs> force in random directions on ah man it's so good that reminds me a lot of a uh, idea for a figure a co-op figure skating game i wanted to make hmm. i'll just let that audience that idea percolate in the audience's <laughs> mind rather than describing it well at least this game didn't cost anything <laughs> No, it didn't. I, I'm interested to talk to you guys about it. I mean, it like it makes sense why someone would pay attention to it, mm-hmm. despite the fact that it is a game that was no fun and that I <laughs> would not play again or ever tell anyone that they should play. Mm-hmm. Which is, I, you well, know, it's. So I, I feel like I this can't is the, think of another game that has a grappling hook that good. Yeah. But even even now, even but, nowadays, I, I mean, I think what I'm that proves is that a really good man. grappling hook does not a good video game. It doesn't even like a tolerable video game. <laughs> was there not, not a good Spider not, Man not, web slinging city game? That was fake as shit. But it was fun. It was really okay, fun. But, that's, but that was all that matters. It was really right? fun. But it was not. It was not well, like no, this is, this realized is like physi- in a way like, that this was. In, uh, the physics abuse genre didn't really. Uh, this is only come 2D, into its own though, right? Like that. I, it's, I, I consider it is, this to it be is like, remarkable for its time, I think, and for its genre, how faithfully the reality of just like a rope in this space is modeled. Okay. I, and and then it's a sprungy rope. So it's <laughs> even like I kept wanting there to be more controls. Like it's a fishing pole. The one fucking thing a fishing pole has is a crank that you can turn that makes the rope shorter. It does. It has yeah. that. Oh, does it? Down, yeah. Oh, down, well, that would have really improved things a lot. Yeah. No, it, it took me a while to realize that. But uh, is it like one of the shoulder buttons? If you push or something? up or down on the D pad, mm. you Whoa. can reel it in and out. Yeah. That was not what that was doing for me. Okay. It was just kind of making me flail around on it. Which you're okay. eventually able to like kind of bounce up. You might onto have it. like been at the max length already or something. Oh yeah. Yeah. Is there a min length? Uh, you can go right up to the wall. Oh. And, like you're just hanging there. Huh. Yeah. I just, I I really didn't understand what was going on. It it's it's still fucking hard and not that fun. Yeah. Even when you know that. Um. But yeah, like this is this is like this is basically a physics physics abuse game. Like the sort of thing you'd see like. I've got box 2D. What can I do with it? Right. You know? Except it was 20 years before box right. 2D, right? Like yeah. That. Not 20 years, 10 years. More, yeah, more like 10 I forgot years, how long ago the 90s were. Right. Jesus Christ, Riff, your tweet. <laughs> A klaxon is an alarm that sounds to let you know that it is the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've been on I've been on decent form recently. <laughs> like I I shed a I shed a single tear of pride when I saw that tweet, Riff. <sighs> Man. Uh Kevin, what's our next assignment? Uh in keeping with the 
uh, emulated theme for a while. Uh, we're going to play Darkwing Duck. Not that, the- uh, not that we encourage you to download illegal ROMs. No. Or use illegal emulators. Or put links to ROMs in the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm going to be interested to see how I feel about this because I very much enjoyed the DuckTales right. Nintendo game, and I really enjoyed the Rescue Rangers Nintendo game. This is the only one of that sort of vintage that I haven't played, well, that I'm aware of at least. Maybe there was like a, what was the one about the jungle? I don't uh, remember. It was the Jungle oh, the- Book characters, and the oh, they had like a weird cargo plane business or something. Tailspin. Uh, Tailspin, oh. yeah. Mm. If there was a Tailspin game, I also didn't play it. But I never saw the cartoon either, so I'm curious as to whether this will resonate at all. Darkwing Duck, you never saw? Yeah. Yeah. I played I played about half an hour of it at uh, ZapCon, yeah. which is why, where I was like, you know, this is kind of interesting. I want to know more. I wanna, really want to count Duckula game. Yeah, mm. wow. We're a danger I don't know what you game. would do. Let's get some licenses, guys. Yeah, let's do it. I wonder how much it would cost to get the Count Duckula license to make a video game at this point. Oh man, I I bet I bet Disney would be like, that's not worth paying a lawyer enough to negotiate. Man, well, how much know, you got in your pockets? You know what game I really, really want to make? Yeah, I want to get the Last Starfighter license, uh-huh. and I want to make a game that starts out. As like gone home in a trailer park, and then you play the arcade game, and then you suddenly are playing a space shooter with occasional vignettes back to the comedy gone home where you're the clone. Huh. Wow. <laughs> wow. Like I I am convinced that that game would be fucking fantastic. And huh. Certainly, I wonder how expensive it would be to get the last Starfighter license. Certainly, the game that I'm imagining in my head is fantastic. Yeah, I don't know whether you know. I, like, I don't think that I could really pull it off. Like, I think what I want is for, I think what I want is to put my idiocy and Campo Santo's skill set into a Jeff Goldblum fly hybridizing machine <laughs> sure. so that they will decide that it is a good idea to bring their talents to bear. Have you on ever tried hypnosis? <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> Do you think that would work? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's worth a try. Okay. You've got these guys, like, you're in the same room with them. I am, yeah. I, I'm definitely within, like, pocket watch eye shot of them <laughs> yeah. the entire time. I could figure out how to do it. Maybe I'll get a maybe I'll get a Kindle book about hypnosis and see if I can pull something off. Anyway, I, I think that last Starfighter game could be fucking good because it wouldn't have to be like a hard space combat game. Like it would just be like it would be like playing the game that they made for the movie, which probably was just a CGI video of a video game, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. It, aren't the Gone Home folks? Doing a game set on a spaceship now? Yeah. Yes. I don't think it's a, 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 I don't think it's a, a lunar, space a lunar, fight simulator. Though. A lunar transfer station. Well, we don't know. that. We, they could be making the game you're thinking of. That's true. Sure. And if not, then they already have, they're making the assets for it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's small step. Yeah. The frontier. <laughs> the, the most like impractical feat of construction in all of fiction. Yeah. Which is really saying something. Man, this divides space in half, guys. <laughs> uh, 
maybe okay maybe it is a self-replicating structure right okay that so yeah, plant where does it, it get its mass yeah. it from stars it just consumes stars and just builds itself out okay so it sheet. destroys civilizations in order to protect other civil yeah. other whiter civilizations <laughs> right <laughs> This Guys, is the future of, of space travel is like it's going to be robots doing that. Sure, that's true. Kevin, if somebody wanted to send us a listener's mail, how would they do it? The uh, best bet is go to our website, videogameshotdog.com, and use the web form to submit a question or comment. Uh, you can also tweet us at VGHotDog or email us VGHotDog at gmail.com. Guys, I've had a fantastic time recording episode number 201 of Video Games Hot Dog with you and. I hope we do it again real soon. And listeners, I hope you'll join us. And, and until you do, your web ring. keep your hand on the dresser and keep idolizing the television. Mm. Yeah, really. Add us to your web ring. Yeah. We'll, we'll put a link. To, it's a linked list, right? Like, we'll, we'll add a thing to our you web. Just have to, you just have to add your two nearest neighbors, right? Yeah. That's how a web ring works? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but it seems weird, though, because to insinuate yourself into it, you have to contact two people. Yeah. Because otherwise it becomes a web tree. Right. Yes. And then... You're fucked, right? It's a, well, it's a no. two-way linked list. Okay, I guess if it is a ring, yes, you always have to contact two people. Here's maybe how this should have worked, and maybe how it did work. A web line. If you were part of the web ring, you just embed some code that pulls in... Or a frame. That just, yeah, a frame that just has your identifier, and then there's a central server that keeps track of how the web ring works. Yeah. So learn how to make a web ring and add us to it. <laughs> yeah, Okay. Go back, go back in time, make a web ring that works the way that I just suggested so that it will actually like work and not be corruptible, you know, by a mistake made by somebody. I already ended the show. Yep. (laughs) Good night. Good night. Have a great week, everybody. Yeah, they're like wizard skeletons, so... You can get some tortillas and roll sushi up inside them.